0: Hello, and I know what you're thinking. Hang on a second, mate. We've had two podcasts this week. Well, because of circumstance over the last few months, etc., and things that have gone on, I didn't want you guys to wait any longer than you have for additional podcasts. And there's been some weeks where I've not had an upload, and I want to make up for that fact. So this week, it's a double bill. This week, there are two episodes of My Voice, you lucky fuckers. But in all fairness, you might even be listening to this further down the line. It makes no difference the fact that episode 55 immediately came after 54. Either way, they are two different topics. They're not like the double bills we've done previously where they're related topics to each other. No, this is two topics which I felt prevalent to touch on and that I wanted to give you guys to listen to this week. Now, if you've listened to 54, the best advice I could give you before we kind of get into the meat of this particular episode is that everybody has this saying in their head of yeah knowledge is power knowledge brings power but it doesn't it genuinely doesn't just knowing about something is not powerful enough for it for it to have any effect on our lives whatsoever for example most of us know about calories in calories out but we don't exactly apply it do we most of us know about what I touched on in 54, integrity, discipline, consistency. But again, if we know about it and knowledge was power, then surely we would all be actioning those things. you know. However, it's not the case because knowledge isn't power. It's the application of knowledge which is power. It's learning something, thinking about something, applying something, And then applying that to what you're doing. So before you get stuck into this particular episode, if you are listening to them back to back, I'm going to implore you to not do so. Because the information and everything that I touched on in episode 54 is incredibly prevalent. And if you breeze past it simply to kind of get another thing to listen to, then you're not going to apply any of it. It's all just going to become white noise, just audible entertainment as opposed to anything which is actually useful. And that's not why I'm recording these podcasts. I'm not here spending this time imparting some wisdom or at least attempting to simply to entertain. There are elements in which of what I do is entertainment and To be honest, there's a big part of what I do. It does have to be entertaining. Otherwise, it's not going to keep your interest. However, the lessons and the actions, the call to actions that I give you in these podcasts are designed to be things which you actually do. Because if you do, fucking hell, we're leaving no stone unturned. And without question, you'll achieve what you want to achieve. But the problem is if you simply just listen to these podcasts without applying, then all of the power is, well, it's wasted. Because knowledge alone is not power. Listening to these podcasts is not power. It's taking the lessons and applying them to your lives. So if you've got to this one, three or three and a half minutes into episode 55, and you can look back at the episodes and not really know how much of it you've actually applied, then I encourage you to stop listening. Stop listening to new episodes because you're missing the point. Go back, start again, and this time start applying the lessons in a tangible and relatable way to your life. I'm not saying copy paste, but I'm saying that it's one thing to be inspired and motivated, which is great. These podcasts are there for that too. But the important thing is for you to become the best version of yourself. To reflect on your own life, not just listen to the stories of mine. So anyways, moving on. Touching on what this particular episode is all about. The art of saying no. Because when we're younger, it's very, very easy to be led by our peers. We don't really know who we are. We don't have a tangible kind of personality if you will we're still figuring out who we are figuring out the things that we want to do and because of that our confidence isn't massively high it is in some areas I mean Christ you've only got to look at the way the kids act nowadays to see that they are confident in certain ways nine times out of ten when they're in a group but we're not confident as who we are as individuals yet in our own morals our values our behaviors it's still We're still building the framework back then. And I was doing this, all of my teens, all of my 20s, even the early part of my 30s, or at least the first year or so. And to be fair, I'm still doing it now, but I definitely nowadays have much more confidence than I've ever had in myself. And I give less of a shit these days than I ever have. Because as you get older and you experience more, you realize that everybody is much more focused on themselves than they are other people. People like to gossip, people like to talk, but they're much more focused on how they look or how the world sees them than they are on what you're doing. So in the last podcast, we spoke a lot about social events and about going along to socials and how you should approach them. The mantra and the mindset that you should go into the socials if you go at all, which is actually quite a nice segue. In spite of these, not, these podcasts not being intrinsically linked, I guess they all are in a way. But if you think about that as an example, the ability to say no. It was an amazing book that I read. Uh, or to be fair, I, don't, I, I correct that. I didn't read it, I listened to it. Not a big fan of reading, much more of an audiobook kind of person. And it was The Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Um, by Michael Manson. I could be wrong on that one. Uh, I'm going to do a little Google just to be on the safe side. The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Uh, and it is by Mark Manson. There you go. Oh, I was close. Orange cover. And in it, he talks about your fuck budget and about expending fucks. And the more things you care about, the more of a tax on your energy those things are. So, the more things you have to spread yourself between, if you will. And he cites the example of a party. Now, this is a party that you potentially don't want to go to. And he talks about when it comes to not giving a fuck and saying no one of the most prevalent things you can do is be open and honest from the word go. To get yourself to a position where you can say no, to get yourself to a position where you don't give a fuck about saying no, you have to first have the confidence of understanding what it means to not say no. Now, let me stop being whimsical for a second and fucking cryptic and just get to the point. Essentially, imagine you've been invited to a party The standard thing to do when you're not confident to say no is to go, yeah, looking forward to it. Sounds amazing. See you there. And then the more and more time goes on, the more and more you have discussions with your partner and you go, oh man, I really don't want to go to that. How can we get out of it? No, we've got to go. Okay. And then what happens is it gets to 11.59 and you go, no, I really don't want to go. So you go, oh, sorry, I'm not feeling well. not going to make it. Knowing full well you were never going to go in the first place. That is how most people deal with situations that they don't want to do. They say they want to do it. They're all enthusiastic about it. I mean, fucking hell. The amount of messages I've had from people about the Maybell Moyes program in this sense of, oh my God, sounds amazing. Yep, no problem at all. And then sign up day comes around and then nowhere to be seen. And it's like, cool, you got to go for it. You know, you, are you up for it? And then you end up sending them a message going, hi, just wanted to let you know, just in case you haven't seen the posts, MBM's now gone live. Oh yeah, unfortunately we've had X, Y, Z come up. So yeah, I'm not going to be able to do it. And that's no skin off my nose. I don't want to work with someone that isn't motivated to become a better version of themselves. But to go back to the story, the majority of us have that attitude. That's approach which is yeah yeah I'll I'll make it sounds great can't wait and then the very last minute they cancel whereas that behavior leading that person on the party planner the host if you will saying to them yeah we'll be there and say and knowing full well you weren't going to go by leading that person on they have put time effort expense into you being there the idea of the party in the first place could entirely hinge on the fact that you and a load of other people have said, yeah, I'll be there. Sounds great. When in fact, you and a lot of other people have actually gone, nah, you know what? I'm all right. Cheers. So in the short term, you think you're doing them a favor by going, yeah, sounds great. You know, you're boosting their, oh yeah, sounds amazing. You're making them feel good because you're openly saying, yeah, I want to come to your party. And in the short term, you believe you're doing yourself a favor. Oh, cool, Did, I mean, that problem's dealt with for a second, that's fine. You know, short-term problem, out of the way, cool. But in actual fact, all you've done is lay a seed which is going to grow and it's going to come to fruition at some point in the form of, you're gonna to have to backtrack because you've now committed to something that you don't want to do. So what happens? The host spends money, time effort organizing this party that all these people have said they wanted to go to including you Eleven fifty nine comes around party's just about to begin and said person gets numerous cancellations including from yourself suddenly most of those people aren't feeling well then how do you think the host feels You took the option of short-term gain and what you've ended up with is long-term pain because not only have you made that person feel like shit, you've jeopardized your relationship with them. So what's the alternative? Well, person number two. At the time of being invited, you make a decision, you have a think about it, Maybe they invite you in person or maybe they invite you via text for, for, you know, and you think about it and you go back to them and you say, no, it's, you know what? It's not really my thing. Um, But thank you so much for the invite. I hope you have a lovely time. And, you know, we should catch up in another way. You know, if you're friends with the person, you're going to want to do that. You're just maybe not a party person. Me personally, I'm not a party person. That person there and then may be offended. In that moment, that may have struck an uncomfortable chord where they've gone, oh, they don't want to come to my party. That's a shame. And it may very well be that if everybody did that, not everybody, but if the majority of people did that, they went, actually, you know what, it's probably not a good idea to do a party. It might give them information. You know, all these people are cancelling. Oh, hang on a second. Yeah, there's this thing going on. So of course they're not going to make it. Anyway, I digress. My point being, Is that, yes, you may have wounded them in the moment because they came up with an idea and you turned around and said, "Nah, actually, I'm not up for that. And you were honest. Not only in the long term will you have saved them time, effort and money, but they will appreciate your honesty. How many times has this happened as well in other realms of life? You know, you say to someone, "Oh, it's a great idea," you know, at work, for example, a colleague comes up with an idea and then it later gets vetoed, or they come to you and they go, "Oh, I'm thinking about thinking about, you know, going to the boss with this idea. I think this will be a good thing to do." Honesty in that moment and turning around and saying, "Honestly, I don't think it's a good idea," is the best policy because it gives people the opportunity to grow. This is where we've gone wrong in our culture these days. Society has led us to believe that you can't have an opinion. You can't be honest with someone with an opinion because then you offend them. And offense has gained so much power and traction of late that we daren't offend anybody because the ramifications of doing so could be catastrophic. However, by being honest with people, From the word go, you are not only saving them heartache down the line, but you're giving them the opportunity to develop themselves or what they're doing. Perhaps develop the idea. Rage comes to me all the time with her cakes, her brownies and the things she does. In case you're unaware, Mother Half Runs, Triplet Mummy Cakes. And she's forever coming to me going, what do you think of that? And she'll hand me a piece of brownie or a piece of cake or something. And she'll go, you know, what's it like? And ask me to perhaps compare it to stuff she's done previously. And I will always be honest with her because if she hands me something and I don't think it tastes as good as what she did previously, or I don't think it's her best work, or I think it needs something, by not being honest, I could jeopardize what she's doing she could end up with an unhappy customer. That unhappy customer could then end up speaking to other people and not recommending her. And then that snowballs. And before you know it, goes out of business. The same thing with my own business. If I'm not honest with a client about their behavior or their adherence or something that's going on with their life or something I've picked up on, then down the line, they might then turn around and go, well, he's not gonna tell you the truth. So what's the point? He's just going to sugarcoat it. He's just going to pave over it. So what's the point? My point in all of this is that although it is uncomfortable in the moment to say no, although it is uncomfortable in the moment to question something or counter something or offer a critique of something, to be honest You are not only saving yourself issues later on by someone questioning, why weren't you honest with me? Why didn't you just tell me the truth? But also the person that you're speaking to, you are saving them time, money, efforts, and you are actually aiding your friendship, your relationship. Honesty is the best policy. And in my mind, honesty is the only policy, and as I've said to you guys more times than I can count now, this is coming from someone that was a pathological liar, someone that hid a lot of what they did, someone that wasn't honest, didn't work with integrity. So I've seen both sides of the coin. I've been the 1159er going, yeah, I'll be there, can't wait, fantastic. And then the time comes and you go, no, I'm not actually up for that. It's painful sometimes to say no. It's painful sometimes to tell the truth, to be honest, sometimes brutally, but people will respect you for it. And I've lost count of the amount of times that I've been honest with clients and in that moment, they've either not responded or they've come back with a very, very short and sharp message to go, "Oi, you fucking asshole, I didn't need that today. But then the following day, once their emotions have calmed down, they've re-listened to what I had to say. And they've gone, actually, you know what? I really appreciate your honesty. This is one of the reasons that I came to you. Fucking hell. To give you a best example, which is the most relatable right now, because I'm in your ears, these podcasts. Imagine if I just gave you a lovely, whimsical podcast full of fiction. You know, this is rose-tinted life. This is how you do what you do. This is how easy it is. Blah, blah, blah. You wouldn't really appreciate that after figuring out that it's not as easy as it's made out to be, would you? saying no is not something which you can just automatically do and it's you there has to be some kind of a finesse to it it can't just be no I'm not doing that but the more of our lives the more of our time the more of our focus the more of our energy that we give to things that we don't give a fuck about and I would recommend that book by the way the less time and effort and energy we have to give to the things that we genuinely do care about. The things we genuinely want to achieve or succeed in or accomplish. We waste so much of our lives going to and doing things that we don't want to do. This is one of the reasons that I have an incredibly small friendship circle. Because I will not suffer fools anymore I've spent too much of my life being molded by the people around me but also spent too much of my life saying yes to everybody whenever anybody needed help guess who they came to you know why because he always said yes and the problem is If you're saying yes from a position of I don't care about anything I get back, I don't care about gratitude, etc. I just want to do it because I want to do it, then that's different. But if you're always saying yes because you're too scared of saying no, then guess what's going to happen? You are going to become the dependable one at work, the one that everybody goes to. You are going to be working twice as hard for the same salary as Joe blogs across the desk from you. And that is going to snowball. As I said in a previous podcast, there is always more blood that can come from that stone. So what's going to happen is you're going to end up working harder and harder. And then your boss is going to realize that you're able to do more and more and more. And so they're going to give you more and more and more. Meanwhile, Joe Bloggs across the desk is laughing their fucking heads off because they spend the majority of the day browsing Facebook and fucking around. And they still get paid the same salary as you. Now, I'm not saying don't work hard. Believe me, I'm not saying don't work hard because effort is everything. But what I'm saying is, if like me, you've spent the best part of your life saying yes to everything and not offering a opinion, not staying true to your opinion, not saying no when you should have said no. Not saying no to that social event that you don't want to go on because it's going to jeopardize something which is truly important to you. Not drinking because you're worried about the stigma of not drinking. I dealt with a lack of drinking a long, long time ago. What's that? A Diet Coke? Oh, for God's sake. Why don't you have a proper drink? I dealt with that a long time ago and I didn't care. Nowadays, so many people can't say no to an alcoholic drink. When they're with friends, in spite of the fact that they don't want to, so they have to come up with stuff like, uh, I'll drive, I'll drive us all, so I don't drink. Just say no. If you don't want to drink, don't drink. If you don't want to overconsume on calories, don't overconsume. Now, I'm not talking about these things in a day to day circumstance because obviously there's a lot more psychology to that. I am talking about peer pressure, I'm talking about social pressure. Social media is just, I've not been using it as much of late as I had been previously. I used to be incredibly active on social media. I would do my walk talks on Instagram. I would do snaps all day long. I'd do advice, I'd do videos. And although a lot of those things are coming back once I have a place to do them, because at the moment I'm still sat in my lounge, luckily there's no one home. So I have the ability to uh, to record in quiet. Although a lot of those things are gonna come back Social media just really fucks me off these days. It's literally just a highlight society of look what I'm doing. Look how I'm better than you. Look what I can achieve that you can't, but I'm not actually achieving because what I've put up is absolutely fake. The time and hours of people's life that they waste just sharing shit I've never liked the social media game and in some ways I have to play it because of marketing. You know, you've got to get the word out about a program you're doing or something like that. But I've never ever been a fan of playing the social media game of I'm going to make my life look fantastic when it's not. Back in the earlier days when I was using social media and I genuinely enjoyed using social media, I shared the shit. Like, people would jump on my stories and they would see the triplets crying. They would see them fucking hungry for stuff. Uh, that sounds bad, but yeah, basically like meal times, etc. when they'd be crying. I would try to show as much shit as I possibly could. Now, you can never show everything, of course. Uh, it's just the way things are. But... The problem with social media is that all it is now is just a toxic environment that breeds more and more false negativity. All you're doing is looking through this tiny nine by five or whatever the fucking dimensions are nine by three, nine by four. I don't even know what an iPhone is. But all you're doing is looking at through this digital window of twisted perception. If you guys have ever watched the program Black Mirror on Netflix, all about how technology can affect us in different ways. It's an incredible program, by the way. If, you're ever, yeah. if you've ever got time, I would thoroughly recommend it. And that's all that social media has become, just this false window of bullshit. Everybody's life looks fucking amazing. They look like they're doing everything. They're achieving everything. But in actual fact, the wheels are standing still. In actual fact, nothing is actually going on. They're not really achieving anything. They're just twiddling their fucking thumbs. And there's an amazing speech. I don't know if you've ever watched it on on, uh, YouTube by Denzel Washington. And he mentions in it, never confuse movement with progress. Because you can run in place and not get anywhere. The reason I bring that up is because that's so true of what you see on social media. In the sense of you can see so much movement in someone's life. You know, look at what I'm doing. Look at the workout I've just done. Look at the meal that I'm cooking. You know, look at all the shit that I'm up to. Look at my home. Look at my life. Look at my amazing kids. Oh, I'm reading them a story. Aren't I the best fucking mum ever? But movement doesn't mean progress. Just because you're seeing these little highlight reels of what people are up to, you're seeing them seemingly progress with their physiques, and you're thinking, oh man, I wish I could be that disciplined. I wish I could be that focused. And it makes you feel like shit. The truth is, behind the scenes, they're not progressing at all. They're playing with themselves, nothing's changing. Instead of focusing their energy on an area that they should be focusing their energy on, which is actually fucking doing it, discipline, consistency, integrity, as per episode 54, they are focusing their energy on telling everybody else what they're doing. But success is quiet. Success is under the radar. Success is subtle. It's not this big, grandiose, look what I'm achieving today. Success is the sum of multiple small actions repeated consistently. That ain't sexy. That ain't Instagram worthy. So pay attention to yourself. Pay attention to the actions that you are doing subtly and consistently and start saying no to anything that is taxing your time needlessly anything that is reducing your quality of life start saying no to anything which is a draw on your energy or mental energy physical energy either or start having the confidence to say no because not only will you be doing the person a favor but you'll be doing yourself a favor as well there is nothing wrong with being honest there is nothing wrong with saying no So there we go, number 55. Hopefully a beautiful compliment to 54 and of course the rest of the you know, 54 podcasts. But as I said in the beginning, don't be a busy fool. A busy fool is someone that is always doing something or seemingly doing someone, movement without progress, if you will. You know all those fuckers that have bookshelves behind them and they go, look, I've read a hundred books this year. Fucking good for you. You know what's way better? Read one and apply it in a year rather than a hundred. It's not about the quantity of what you do. It's about the quality. It's not about how much time you spend on something. It's about the quality of that time. And you are never going to have that time to have quality. If you don't start saying no to things you don't want to do, taxes on your time, energy, resource, get good at saying no, get good at turning things down because these are your seconds, minutes, hours, days, weeks, months, and years. They're all yours. And every second, They are passing and you don't get them back. Time is a beautiful currency because it is the one thing that you can give without ever getting it back. You give time without ever expecting to receive it back. It's not like money. So, remember the next time you need to say no to something that it's not a disservice on the person you're saying no to. Because it's important if they're asking you, hey, can you just sort this project for me? And you say no, then the thing about that is they're then going to have to figure out an alternative solution. You're doing them a favor by putting the onus back on them. But obviously, don't just say no needlessly. Don't just frivolously start saying no to everything. Otherwise, yeah, <laughs> can easily go overboard with that one. And anyways, that's it. Another one done, folks. Another podcast bites the dust. As always, if you fancy giving it a review on iTunes, would love it if you could. Just go onto Apple Podcasts, uh, scroll down to the bottom, rate it, review it. Always appreciative. And of course, if you enjoy these podcasts, why not drop me a message at Chris Moyes on Instagram. You know, there's a little bit of time a little bit of effort that you could give, maybe five, ten seconds of your time that would be worthwhile to let me know if I'm doing a good job. I would appreciate that. And that time would not be wasted, I assure you. And as always, folks, with everything you do in life, in love, in the world that you live in, with every single waking moment that passes, remember to not miss the wood through the trees. And what I mean by that is to always grant yourself the serenity give yourself the serenity to accept the things that you cannot change have the courage to change those things that you can and the wisdom to know the difference and i will see you on episode 56 toodles